Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freak of nature to me. Yeah, can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. that hard to turn the knobs? Well, hello. Happy New Year. Welcome into Overtime. I am Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us today. It is the fifth day of January 2022, and it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the air. We took the last couple of weeks off for the holiday season, and now we are back at it here on Wednesdays, still at 1.30 until the time changes again. Then we'll be back to 12.30. Hope you had a great holiday and new year. We got uh, back on the hardwood last night with high school basketball. EAC basketball is back on the hardwood tonight. Uh, We had a big award or a big accomplishment by one of the local coaches we'll talk about. And uh, scores and such coming up. We're going to start off the show today with uh, a major, uh, an accomplishment so major that this local coach is the only one to do it. I mean, that's, and this happened bef- right before the holiday season or in the middle of the holiday season. We didn't, I didn't really get a chance to talk about it here on the show. Wrote a little article about it for GilaValleyCentral.net but I did not get to talk about it on the show, and I think that this is something that deserves uh, more attention than than it got, and that is Safford head wrestling coach Herman Andrews Jr. He earned his 700th career victory, which puts him in rare territory. The next coach in Arizona on the list is former Douglas and Sal Point coach Tim Brown, and he's got 596, so 104 more victories than the second-place coach in the state of Arizona. I mean, that's not a little bit. That's like not like you eked by and got the record. I mean, you have blown everybody else out of the water. And that's exactly what Safford has done at the wrestling program under Herman Andrews, Jr. 700 career wins. I did talk to him uh, for my piece on Gila Valley Central and – and, you know, in, in normal, if you know Herman Andrews, it's not about him. I mean, he he rarely likes to talk about himself. And I think that's part of what makes him so successful, that he spends little time worrying about himself and what people think of him and what he's doing other than creating better wrestlers, better individuals on and off the mat. So... So congratulations to Herman Andrews Jr. on that. Uh, he also, he, they won the eight, his eighth team title last year, which puts him tied for fourth place all-time in Arizona behind Robert DeBerry of Sunnyside, who has 15, Dennis Perch of Payson, who has 10, uh, Don Klosterich of Sunnyside, who has nine, and former Winslow Joe City coach Bob Crosswhite, who has eight state titles. So he is tied with Bob Crosswhite for fourth at eighth place 
with team titles. And if you look over the years, it, just some of the names that were some of the most dominant wrestlers, uh, Trey Andrews was was dominant there, McCade Finch from 16 to 19, DeWan Andrews from 16 to 19, Trey Andrews was there from 09 to 12. Uh, you got to throw Justin Gaethje's name in there, and they're just they're they were just solid guys that were that won a ton of games or games matches. But back back then, when when this streak started for Safford, these guys were trying to wrestle as many matches as they could a year, 60, 70 matches a year. That's just not the case anymore. I'm not so sure the rules allow that, but it could really add up when you have guys wrestling as often as they could. I mean, I, I think I remember only the only only reason we rem- remember Justin Gaethje's overall record is because of what he's done since then, and so people go back and research it. I think he wrestled 154 matches in his high school career. I just don't think you get there anymore um, because of the current setting. But um, they uh, they will be at the... Peoria Invitational that starts on January 7th and the Flowing Wells Invitational on January 14th. So, and then sectionals are February 12th for 3A Division 3, or Division 3, and February 17th, the state tournament starts at Veterans Memorial Coliseum over in Phoenix. So, if you know Herman Andrews, tell him congratulations because that is... Very rare air for, well, it's, it's, I mean, obviously he's the only one that's ever done it, so, in the state of Arizona. Pretty impressive. Uh, Let's uh, move over to basketball. 3A scores from last night on the boys' side of things. ALA Ironwood beat Ben Franklin 78-47. Eastmark over Borgade Catholic 51-46. Camp Verde beat Phoenix Country Day 85-57. Choya over Catalina 81-31. Page beat Chino Valley 64-44. Florence beat Tonopah Valley, 54-46. Gilbert Christian over Odyssey Institute, 88-36. Palo Verde beat Empire, 76-27. Parker over River Valley, 67-54. Thatcher beat Pima, 50-42. Last night in Pima. We'll recap that game more in a little bit. We are at that one. Uh, Sabino over Safford, 88-55. Pushridge beat Tanka Verde, 53-50. Valley Christian beat Northwest Christian 62-56. Wickenburg over Kingman 55-25. Tuba City over Alchesay 75-44. Window Rock beat Chin Lee 73-65 in 3A boys basketball last night. So more about that Thatcher Pima game last night on the boys' side. Huge game for the centers. The bigs last night had big games. Bradley Curtis scored 27 for the Thatcher Eagles of their 50 and Seth Russell had 19 of Pima's 42 in a loss last night. That's two straight wins for Thatcher over Pima. They beat Pima in the championship game of the holiday tournament. And then Pima's next game, which was last night, against Thatcher. In the in between there, though, Thatcher went to Blue Ridge and played in the Timber Classic, I believe is what they called it, and finished uh, with just one loss up there. They lost to Marana, who was the eventual, the eventual tournament champion. And they won the consolation tournament or championship with the win over Chin Lee. So Thatcher's playing really well right now. Uh, Two A boys basketball last night. Basis beat Heritage Academy 48 41. Santan Charter over Sequoia 93 53. Benson beat Veritas Prep 76 54. 
Camp Verde over Phoenix Country Day, 85-57. Desert Christian beat Santa Rita, 71-45. Let's see, other scores. Miami beat San Carlos, 58-54. Silver City over Marinci Boys, 53-20. San Miguel beat Santa Cruz, 55-41. Scottsdale Prep over Sonoma Red Rock, 47-35. And Valley Sanders beat St. John, 62-47. 1A boys basketball last night. Salome beat Mountainside 69-10. Fredonia beat Chanteau Prep 73-30. Joe City over Basis Flagstaff 50-49. Salmon Well beat Fort Thomas 58-45. Leading Edge Academy beat Lincoln Prep 60-42. St. David over San Simone 77-37. Mayor beat Seligman 63-46. Tempe Prep over Cicero Prep 60-29. And Williams beat Ash Fork 77 to 21. That was on the boys' side of basketball last night. Now, girls' basketball scores from last night. At the 3A level, ALA Ironwood beat Ben Franklin 51-18. East Mark over Borgade 41-38. Page beat Chino Valley 48-35. Pima beat Thatcher 63-30. That's the second straight win for Pima over Thatcher as well. They beat them in the championship of the girls' tournament. Uh, Sabino beat Safford 65-45. Northwest Christian over Valley Christian 31-23. Altasay beat Tuba, 50-43. Window Rock over Chin Lee, 47-43. Choya beat Catalina, 35-21. Empire over Palo Verde, 45-21. And Push Ridge beat Mika Mountain, 50-24. Two-way girls basketball last night. Benson beat Veritas, 54-18. Desert Christian over Santa Rita, 55-15. San Carlos beat Miami, 56-43, which is a big win for San Carlos uh, because they lost their head coach to Miami. So that was uh, that's a big win for the Braves last night. Santa Cruz over San Miguel, 52-20. Sedona Red Rock over Scottsdale Prep, 64-22. St. John's beat Valley Sanders, 56-55. And Marinci down Silver City, 37-23. And 1A girls basketball last night. Fort Thomas beat San Manuel, 70-21. Joe City over Basis Flagstaff, 62-12. The Basis Flagstaff mascot is the Yeti. I love it. Uh, Leading Edge Academy beat Lincoln Prep 52-38. Mayor over Seligman 49-9. St. David beat San Simone 57-10. And Williams beat Ash Fork 67-17 last night in girls basketball. That is, as everybody, I believe everybody got started again last night. So those are as current. The new, the PowerPoint numbers come out tomorrow from what I understand. So we will see some uh, rankings starting tomorrow in basketball. We'll take a break here on Overtime. When we come back, we'll look at soccer around the Gila Valley as they are headed into 2022 as well. Coming back right after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us. We'll join you each and every Wednesday throughout basketball season at 1.30. Keep you updated on what's going on around the Gila Valley sports-wise with high school and EAC. And we'll sprinkle in a little pro stuff as well. Let's take a look at some soccer. Where's the high school soccer teams at at the, the yearly break heading into 2022? We'll start with the Thatcher boys. And these are... These records are PowerPoint overall records that will go into their ranking. They're 4-0. and 
They're number one in the 3A East right now for the Thatcher boys under Isaac Rogers. However, they've won more than four games. Uh, they've actually won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They've won eight games so far, and most of those in tournaments. Uh, they just complete, competed in the Bodie Larson Celebration Classic at uh, Red Mountain Park. Uh, they tied with ALA Gilbert North 2-2, lost to Desert Ridge 2-1, lost to Perry 2-0, and beat Sandra Day O'Connor 3-2 in that one. And yesterday they were back in regular season action. They beat Globe Miami 11-0. They will be at Florence uh, tomorrow for the Thatcher boys. Uh, playing well right now. Uh, the Safford boys in the 3A South, they are 3-2 and two overall. Also have competed in a couple of tournaments, or one tournament. They are back. They were back in action last night at San Miguel. That game was at Kino Sports Complex. Safford got the win five to nothing under head coach Carlos Aguilar. They will be home against Tanka Verde tomorrow at six o'clock. A one, two, three, four, five, six wins on the year, including tournament wins for the Safford boys soccer team. And Marinci, they have added soccer to their um, slate of. Games. This looks like only boys soccer right now. They are a 3A independent, not playing in a region. It doesn't look like they're playing a full schedule either compared to some of these other teams. They're playing local area teams. Uh, they uh, they played Safford, Globe Miami, Tombstone. Then they went to the same Bodie Larson Classic. Uh, got beat by Paradise Honors, Parker. Tied with Skyline, it looks like. There's no score reported. And lost to Florence. They will be at Safford on January 11th. And they only have four more games left scheduled on their season. So uh, kind of a bring this into – they're still looking for their first win on the year, so uh, which is expected from a high school team that has not ever competed in that sport uh, before. So uh, good luck to Marinci as they try to integrate soccer into their programs. Uh, Thatcher girls soccer, they are number three in the 3A East right now, two and one overall PowerPoint number-wise under head coach Sarah Denault. Uh, they were at Globe Miami last night. They won 9-1. to They'll be at home tonight at 5 o'clock over at Eastern Arizona College as soccer is now playing their games at Mickelson Field. Uh, they also competed in the, the Phoenix Country Day School Desert Classic. Uh, they got beat by Scottsdale Christian 2-0, Scottsdale Prep 1-0, Eastmark 2-0, and no score reported for Chandler Prep uh, as well. So, uh, they were off almost a full month, though, from December 2nd to January 4th, just getting back into the swing of things over there at Thatcher Girls Soccer. Safford Girls Soccer under head coach E.J. Romero, 3-1 and one in PowerPoint games. Uh, they have not played since December 30th. Actually, I lied. They played yesterday at San Miguel at Kino Sports, Sports Complex, won that game 12 to nothing. So they got off the bus ready to score and they will be at home against Tank of Verde tomorrow at 4 o'clock at Safford High School. Uh, wins over Safford 4 to nothing. lost to Sabino 3-1, to beat Palo Verde 9 to nothing In the Epic Tourney's Winter Classic at Chandler Prep, They in the tournament, they lost to Lee Williams 2-1, to lost to Red Mountain 8 nothing, and then beat Push Ridge 2 to nothing. And then their next last game was San Miguel yesterday, a 12 to nothing win on that one as well. So that is... The update on soccer in the Gila Valley as they get ready to basketball, wrestling, and soccer all in, they call it the halfway point 
at the, the at the annual break at the year break, but it's not really halfway. Like there's a ton of games in the month of January, a ton. I mean, we've got three games a week here on KHO this this month. So, and that's just local sports. So it is really this is the nuts and bolts of the high school sports winter seasons is this in is January, and we'll see that here this month. We'll take another time out. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the scenarios that the Arizona Cardinals have. and They've qualified for the playoffs, but who, where will they play? We've got those scenarios coming up next. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today. On January 5th, as we close out the show today, we're going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals and their scenarios. So they finally clinched a playoff spot. They've only been trying to do that for the last month. Uh, Then they lost three in a row, four in a row, three in a row, uh, before going to Dallas and winning last week 25-22. And during that three-game losing streak, I was accused on social media of being a bad fan. I'm just a realist fan. I mean, I'm not a raw, raw, sis, boom, ba guy when things are going wrong. I mean, there's things you got to fix. And during that three-game losing streak, the Cardinals were bad. Um, they 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 semi-righted the ship at Dallas. Defensively, they looked really good. Offensively, they still they were good enough to win, uh, but still a long way to go. Because when the Cardinals are right, they're good. They could beat any team in the NFL. They proved that in the first ten weeks of the season. But uh, since then, it is it's been a struggle uh, with all the injuries and ineffectiveness of the Cardinals' offense and run defense. But their run defense really stepped it up against the Cowboys and offensively played well enough with some of the new guys uh, to get a win. So now what – so that with the win, they clinched the playoffs, but now who and where will they play? Well, we won't know till this week, and there's a ton of scenarios. So this is straight from the Cardinals. The Cardinals have clinched a playoff spot and will be playing on wild card weekend from the one seed to the wild card. A little disappointing. Uh, the Cards will host that wild card game as division champs if they win at home Sunday versus Seattle and the Rams lose at home against San Francisco. So Cardinals need a win, and the Rams need to lose in order for the Cardinals to win the division. And so should they win the division, Arizona would be the three seed if Tampa Bay beats Carolina, and they would host San Francisco. But they can still get the two seed if Carolina beats Tampa Bay, and then they would host Philadelphia. That's if they win the division. All other Week 18 outcomes result in the Cardinals playing as a road wildcard team. So if, if the Cardinals don't win, they're going on the road. That's first and foremost. So if the Cardinals win and the Rams win, Cardinals are going on the road. So that really is the only way. The only way the Cardinals win the division is if they beat Seattle and the Rams lose to San Francisco. And then road game scenarios are as follows. The game will be in L.A., against the Rams if the Seahawks, Niners, Cowboys, and Bucks all win in week week 18. So that would be the Seahawks beating the Cardinals, the Niners beating the Rams, the Cowboys beating – I'm not sure the Cowboys playing this week. Um, oh, Dallas and Philadelphia uh, if they beat Philly, and then if the Bucks beat Carolina. It'll be in Tampa Bay if the Seahawks, Niners, Cowboys win, and then if Carolina beats Tampa Bay – Cardinals will be headed to Tampa Bay in the first round. 
I, 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 is that clear as mud? And then every other Week 18 scenario has the Cardinals returning to Dallas for a wild card round. So the Cardinals could be at home against the Niners, home against Philadelphia, on the road against the Rams, on the road against Tampa, or on the road against Dallas. That's uh, still in play. Everything is still in play, which is, I think, what the NFL wanted to do when they added an extra game and took away of a first-round bye. There's only one bye per side now instead of two, and you have teams that now will have to play their guys. Have to play their guys is probably a poor choice of words. That will be still playing at full strength because they don't have they're still playing for that buy. So right now Green Bay is the only one that gets the buy in the NFC. And and because they are the one seed, it goes through Green Bay. I mean, they have to play at least one home game because they'll get a winner. They'll get the lowest seeded winner from the first round. So, I mean, the if the Cardinals are the lowest seed, I don't know if they can be the lowest seed, but the lowest seeded team will head to Green Bay in the in the in the next round, and it's going to be cold in Green Bay. So that's it. It is interesting. So lots of scenarios. It, I mean, but if you if you were to ask Cardinals fans, myself included, at the beginning of the year, if you were eleven and five at this point, would you take it? Oh uh, yeah, we would take it, but. When you started ten and one, ten and two, to be eleven and five, eh. But hey, it is what it is. Um, our broadcast schedule: tons of games this month on the on here on KATO. I uh, will have Mesa at Eastern Arizona College tonight at seven thirty. You'll be able to watch the uh, women's game on HilaValleyCentral.net. Men's game will be on there as well. We can hear it here on the radio. Tomorrow night will be – the Clippers are at the Suns at 8 o'clock and Saturday, Cochise College at EAC at 7.30. Then the Seahawks and the Cardinals at 2.25 on Sunday. Next week, we've got Benson at Pima, Suns at Pistons, Utah at ASU if those games happen. ASU has some COVID issues right now. Safford at Empire next Friday and Pima College at EAC next Saturday. The 17th, Suns at Spurs, Central Arizona at Eastern on the 19th. Thatcher at Safford on the 20th, Arizona Western at Eastern on the 22nd. On the 24th, we've got the Jazz at Suns, 26th, Glendale at EAC, 28th, ALA Ironwood and Thatcher, and to end out the season, the 29th will be in Phoenix. EAC is at Phoenix. Uh, If you're an EAC fan and haven't noted yet, Saturday home games at EAC are at 2 and 4 now. So they are not late games anymore. So this, I I lied. I said Cochise at EAC Saturday is a 4 o'clock men's tip, 2 o'clock women's tip, tonight 5 30 and 7 30 that'll do it for us today we'll be on the air tonight at 7 30 eac men's basketball against mesa community college thanks for joining us today